Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. Uh, so a couple of quick football notes because I know you want to get to scenarios for the Texas women and the Big 12 tournament. Yep. You want to lay some of that out. A couple of quick football notes. The Insider is posted at Horns 24-7. Uh, that's our weekly collection of team news notes and nuggets. I'll get to one tidbit from there in a second. All kinds of recruiting information with Mike Roach and Hudson Standish is posted on the site, so make sure you get over to Horns 24-7. Check all of that out. Uh, one tidbit from the Insider and one that my man Hudson posted recently uh, from the Insider. I kind of teased this the last couple of days, but Tashard Choice was offered the running backs coaching job with the Craig with your L.A. Rams. Mm. And from what we were told by various sources, he turned it down to stay at Texas and continue working with Steve Sarkeesian. So that shows you that Tashar Choice has been a sought-after commodity Mm -hmm. at multiple levels now, and he's sticking with Texas for the time being. So it's I I think he's very, uh, very much a rising star in the coaching profession. Can't count on hanging on to him too long, but if he continues to deliver high-quality running backs, got Cedric Baxter on campus, again, multiple 24-7 sports crystal ball predictions in for Jarrett Gibson, number one ranked running back in the class of 2024. Uh, Tashar Joy is definitely earning his paycheck right now. Speaking of Cedric Baxter, the Texas has not released the roster for spring practice yet, but one thing to look for from what we've mm-hmm. heard when you know everybody wants to know, hey, are there any number changes? That's one of the big things to look for when the roster gets released. We've heard in Horns 24-7 that Cedric Baxter is going to wear number four, which was his number in high school. So you say, okay, there's already a four in offense. What about Jordan Whittington? Yeah. Sounds like Jordan Whittington is changing to number 13, which mm-hmm. would bump Jaden Alexis, who's, been, who's had 13, to number 89. Okay. So keep an eye on that. If that comes to fruition when that spring roster is released. Hmm. Ahead of spring practice starting on Monday. So the Longhorns get rolling with spring yeah. ball. Yeah, sure does. It uh, it starts on Monday. Uh, with regard to the uh, Big 12 women's basketball, in the last hour we talked about uh, the men's event. Uh, it's, it's pretty simple for Texas, really. They are either going to finish first or second. Uh, they're tied with Oklahoma. Both are thirteen and four in the conference, just like Kansas is on the men's side. Both are thirteen and four, and uh, it's a pretty simple scenario. If the Longhorns win on Saturday at Kansas State, that's on one hundred five three. The bat at four o'clock tip from Bramlage Coliseum. If Texas wins that game, or if Oklahoma should lose at Oklahoma State, Texas wins at least a share of the Big Twelve title. Now, if Texas wins and Oklahoma loses, the Longhorns win it outright. If both teams win or both teams lose, they tie for the conference title. Texas would draw the number one seed. They'll have the number one seed in any tie they have uh, with Oklahoma based on the regular season series sweep of the Sooners. So if they win, they're the one seed. If both teams win, they're the one seed. If both teams lose, they're the one seed. The only way they're not the one seed is if they lose and Oklahoma wins. Uh, that's, That's how it is for Texas there. Beneath that, it's kind of like the men's. There's a big pot of mess. Uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Baylor uh, are all tied for third. And uh, the, the, it, it, it's really strange. Now, Oklahoma State has the best shot, I think, to finish third. They own a sweep of Baylor, just like Kansas State does on the men's side. Um, Iowa State does not. And, in fact, uh, Baylor... Uh, I think they split their two games with them. 
and uh, and Iowa State and Oklahoma State split their games. Uh, one game back of that, however, is West Virginia, and they play Baylor on Saturday. If they were to beat the Lady Bears, you could have as much as a four-way tie for third. So that is still to be determined. That could still be a mess before it gets wrapped up. But again, know this. Texas is either going to finish first, tie for first, or second. And on Monday night, we'll have a final women's basketball season edition of Longhorn Weekly, special edition with Vic Schaefer out of Pluckers, the West Campus location. That's Monday evening at 6.30 is when we do the women's show. It's Monday at 6.30, and Vic will join us. I believe Shaley Gonzalez will be with us, and we'll see who else is with us. But uh, we've already had Rory Harmon out there, and we've had Taylor Jones out with us. Uh, We had Deanna Gaston out there a little over a week ago. Um, So um, we've you know, we've had, and we had Shea Holly. Mm-hmm. So we've had the, those four, and we'll have uh, a couple more players on uh, Monday as well as Vic Schaefer. And we'll preview the Big 12 Conference Tournament. And it's getting down to the nitty-gritty about making sure they secure a top-four seed, which is different in the, on the women's side than the men's side, as we pointed out. Because if you are a one-seed, a two-seed, a three-seed, or a four-seed in any of the four regions, you play at home. The first weekend, and they really, really want to play at home at Moody Center and have NCAA tournament basketball in Moody Center the first year of the building. I'd say they're in good shape for it. Um, probably would not help them to, after losing to Baylor, to lose in Manhattan and then have a quick X in the Big 12 tournament. But I'd say they're in good shape to be at least a number four seed, maybe a number three seed, depending on what else happens there, and if they win the Big 12 outright or a shared title or whatever. Um, I think Oklahoma has an outside shot at being a four seed. They were not even in the latest projection before Texas played OU. They weren't even They weren't even uh, uh, on that. Could be still, but by the time it's all said and done. Uh, but it's uh, – but it's a big game, obviously, uh, and like I said, it was a weird deal last night. It looked for all the world as though Kansas State was going to beat Oklahoma, and I had it on my iPad watching during a commercial break. I was ready to bump back from a break and say, uh, Texas has just won a share of the Big 12 title, and now they can go for the outright title on Saturday. But Oklahoma didn't lose. Kansas State kind of handed it to them by missing three or four free throws in the final 16 seconds and giving up a game-tying shot to get it to overtime, and then the Sooners won it in overtime. Jenny Bronchek's done a great job there at Oklahoma. She and Vic Schaefer, either one of them could, if not should be, uh, the Big 12 Coach of the Year. They've, they've both done a really good job, uh, and that's why they're tied for first. And and they're up three games. They're three games clear of the rest of the field. Mm-hmm. Those two are, are are clearly the best. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes on that. Uh, CB points out happy birthday to Vic Schaefer. So Vic's birthday's today. And you got Longhorn Weekly with Rodney Terry wrapping tonight. Up tonight. Uh, so somebody asked, uh, are the women guaranteed to host? Not not guaranteed, but I would say in good shape. Um, if they win at least a share of the Big Twelve title, I think they'll host. Certainly, if they win it outright, they would. Um, so it, it, the, their performance in the tournament might not affect it that much if they handle their business uh, in winning uh, at least a share of the regular season title. Tonight, yes, our final seasonal edition of Longhorn Weekly uh, with Rodney Terry from Pluckers, the West Campus location. I believe the movement is afoot to have Timmy Allen and or Jabari Rice join us. But, but they're still... They got back late, late last mm-hmm. night, and they and I think they're having to like look at altering 
practice time schedule and stuff like that. So we'll see. Uh, Joe Lenardi has updated, by the way, his number one seeds. He's got Kansas as the number one seed in the Midwest as the third number one seed because he had Alabama, the overall number one in the South, Purdue in the East, and and then uh, Kansas in the Midwest and Houston in the West, which is kind of what I thought might be the case. I, I, where, where is that West Regional taking place? Vegas. Vegas, okay. Now, they may start them in Birmingham right, and then ship them out to Vegas mm-hmm. instead of starting them in Sacramento. You know, uh, they, they might – they might do that, uh, but um, that's kind of how I viewed it too. I thought that maybe that Houston might be number one in the West. Would you, uh, would you be good with Denver if that's where Texas ends up? Yeah, I mean it's it's logical. It makes sense on that. Uh, you know, I always think about Royale Ivy hitting two free throws as he said, feeling very lightheaded because of altitude, mm-hmm. and he felt like he was going to pass out, and he knocked down two. Huge free throws to secure a second-round win over North Carolina. Roy Williams' first year coaching Carolina. Texas won that. They beat Princeton in the first round. And then beat Carolina and went to the Sweet 16 when they lost to Xavier in the Sweet 16 in Atlanta. And uh, Rick didn't finish that game, did he? No, he didn't. Um, and thought uh, I remembered yeah, that correctly. Ted Valentine to thank for that since we're talking about officials <laughs> today. And it comes full circle. And all and all, Rick asked Ted Valentine was, "What did he say?" Because he 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 teed up Brandon Mouton, like on a fifth foul. Brandon asked, what, and and Rick kept saying, "What did he say? What did he say?" And and then Rick got teed up yeah. just for asking, "What did he say?" And then he lost it and went, and of course he got the gate after that. Yeah, the one and only Ted Valentine. Yeah, that was in Georgia Dome in '04 there, and then I caught a cross country flight to Seattle the next day for the Texas women who lost a Sweet 16 matchup to LSU, whom they'd beaten in the Elite Eight the year before in Palo Alto to go to the Final Four. It's amazing that you can get your body clock regulated considering the cross-country travel you do. I better get it ready this weekend. Yeah, exactly. I go forward to tomorrow <laughs> and then red-eye back for the Kansas game and then down to San Antonio to call the UIL girls. So, uh, you know, it's part of the deal. I no guess. monster, though. No, no monster for me. And you don't, not, you and don't need like caffeine-induced euphoria. I to don't call, need that. Call I, and, and, and <laughs> think the euphoria of the overnight flight will do me <laughs> just fine. I'll sleep on the way back. 